0: Hello,
1: welcome back.
0: <laughs> I wish you could have seen his face when he did that.
1: I was very pleased. Try it again. Welcome back.
0: <laughs> Is that exactly the same? <laughs> It's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast We're Stacey and Pete. We're here with episode two of My So-Called Life.
1: Dancing in the Dark.
0: This originally aired September 1st, 1994. And before we get into it, I just wanted to say that I don't know why we were surprised, but we were surprised yes. at the amount of comments and DMs that we got when we announced that we were covering each episode. Like people thanking us. People were so excited. It just made me even more excited to do it. Ditto. Yeah. So I hope you're enjoying our take on it.
1: I hope so as well.
0: You know, there are other podcasts out there that have covered it. I've never listened to them, but a few people since I announced this have sent me suggestions, which I appreciate. But like I told them, I don't want to listen to any of them until we're done with ours.
1: Yes. Whatever they did is like their format. Right. And their take on it. We want our take on it.
0: Yeah. And like we may say similar things or totally different things. They may have some facts that we don't because we're, you know, we're not really digging in that way.
1: Yeah. It's like we're not uh, historical researchers and we never have been.
0: Right. But sometimes we do a little more research here. We're just like rewatching something and talking about it. Right. (laughs) Talking about
1: it. It's kind of like a watch along with commentary. Kind of.
0: Kind of. Just (laughs) it's not like pop up video. There's no fun facts. But like, you know, the two of us, I'm someone who has adored this show since I was 15 years old. I've never gone a year, I think, without rewatching it. So, I mean, that's almost 30 years of watching this show. Still don't consider myself to be an expert. But then you're someone that only recently watched it all the way through.
1: Right. Wait, wait, wait. I lived it. Thank you very much. (laughs) I was Angela.
0: I was Angela.
1: (laughs) No, no, I was Angela. (laughs) I was Danielle. No one ever heard me.
0: (laughs) But you know, like, we just want to kind of preserve our own thoughts and feelings about the show. We did, though, when we originally covered the show in episode 29, we did have some fun facts in there. Did a little research.
1: As we do. So as we were saying, this is episode two, Dancing in the Dark. We have Rayanne working hard to get Angela and Catalano in the same place. She's got this big plan to have Jordan get Angela a fake ID and then meet her at Brian Krakow's house.
0: Yes. She's got to, quote unquote, work on an extra credit project with Brian. It's an experiment. Really, she wasn't even going to do that part. But when Ryan heard Brian talking to her about it, she was like light bulb over the head like his parents are out of town. This is the perfect spot to bring you and Jordan together. Mm-hmm. And while all of this is going on with Angela. Patty is over here feeling the need to spice things up with Graham. She obviously has good intuition because she realizes that something's not right.
1: Something's up.
0: And not only does she sign them up for a ballroom dancing class, but she shows up with a brand new, very short haircut. We already told you the cast last time. So if you would like to hear that, make sure you listen to the first episode.
1: Or DM us on Instagram and tell us that you missed the cast (laughs) names. Please do.
0: Because <laughs> you want to ruin my day? Yes. <laughs> Thanks. He was so proud of himself. Yes. But we will, of course, add in new characters as they show up. So in this episode, we first meet Sharon's mom. Sharon's mom. No, you can't do that when you have Stacy sitting right here.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Sorry, Stacy's mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Sharon's mom, Camille Chersky. Chersky. Played by Mary Kay Place. We learn that not only are Camille and Patty, who's Angela's mom, close friends, but that they go way back. They went to school together. So it kind of reveals even more so how Angela and Sharon were probably friends at birth and more kind of like family at this point.
1: Yeah. So their breakup was big.
0: Yes. I mean, even at this point, Sharon was with Camille and she refused to come in the house.
1: Yeah, how awkward was that? She was like out by the car, just standing there. Angela's like looking at her through the window and then just going and hanging out on the bed.
0: Yeah, hanging out with Ryan and Ricky. She mm-hmm. doesn't even really care.
1: Her new friends. We also get introduced to Graham's brother, Neil, who's played by Danton Stone. Danton. It's like a romance novel lead.
0: Danton.
1: Danton Stone.
0: <laughs> it is like He had
1: gray eyes and hair like the dark moon night. <laughs> wait, wait, let me think. And hair like the... Shining sun. (laughs) Danton. Danton. Half man, half horse. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
0: So wait. (laughs) So he's a centaur is what you're saying.
1: Yes, he's a centaur.
0: (laughs) Okay. Time to talk about our favorite moments. There's lots of them. We kind of... Break the rules of our, like, three favorite moments with a few HMs on this one. And we just straight up have ten favorite moments.
1: A top ten list, if you will. (laughs) I'll start. Please do.
0: All right. So the episode starts with Angela describing all the times she's been kissed in her life. I've been kissed three times. No, four times. No, three times. And all of them were with people she never saw again, which she hopes, like, doesn't mean something. So one was a counselor at YMCA camp, and he already had a girlfriend. One was an usher at her mother's cousin's wedding two years ago in Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> when she later found out that the guy only kissed her because he had lost a bet. And then there was one with a lifeguard who saved her at the beach when she swam out too far. She said it was the most exciting one, only it probably didn't count as an actual kiss since she was kind of unconscious.
1: And he was probably doing mouth to mouth. Not yes. kissing her, Angela.
0: Exactly. So basically, none of her kisses have really been good ones as of yet. Mm. Which also leads us to believe that somebody's going to be doing some kissing in this episode.
1: Yes, my first favorite moment is from early on when Angela is trying to be just so interesting in the hall with Rayanne and Ricky when she sees Jordan is walking towards her, <laughs> and you know she gets like really loud to try to catch his attention. And both Rayanne and Ricky notice that uh, she's being a bit of an annoying.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they're like he's gone now. You can act <laughs> like a normal human being. Yeah, it's so funny because she's like in a daze, not participating in their conversation because they're talking about some girl. And there's like a rumor that she had her lips injected or something like that and not even paying attention. But like you said, the second that he walks by and then she says, really, you think she did really? You think she siliconed her lips? Really? Really? <laughs> it's so funny.
1: Do you remember doing that at all?
0: No, not really.
1: I, I feel like I did do that a little bit.
0: I mean, I think that I was always aware if the person I liked was in the room and maybe it affected like how I was standing or who I was talking to. Maybe I was trying to make them jealous. Ooh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe I laughed a little more than I probably would have if they weren't looking.
1: That's something that I would do. Yeah. hmm
0: You gotta seem engaged.
1: Very interesting. Like you're having
0: the best time ever. <laughs> Okay, next up for me is Angela reacting to Rayanne's news that Jordan is going to get her a fake ID and meet them later. She basically wants to die of embarrassment because she definitely, you know, did not put Rayanne up to it. Mm -mm. But also wants to know every detail. And she's like, how did he act? Did he act bored or? And the ever witty Rayanne immediately is like, he flopped on the floor. (laughs) Uncontrollably, okay? Ricky had to hold down his tongue. And, and I wasn't even there. It's just so good. They're so amused by her.
1: Yes. I love that Ricky had to hold down his tongue. <laughs> All right, my second favorite moment, Ryan on the bed in the aforementioned scene where Angela sees Sharon out by the car. She comes back over to the bed. Ryan is crushing what looks to be either a whole thing of ice cream or yogurt. <laughs> that girl is just so rude.
0: Oh, that rude girl.
1: That rude girl. (laughs) Then again, later at Krakow, she's doing the same thing. She's eating all this food and drinking somebody's beers. Yep. Very rude.
0: She has no shame. No shame. But she's hungry. And like we've said before, I don't think that it's provided for her at home.
1: I'm going to be honest. I was that kid. I would go to my friend's house and eat all of their food. (laughs) And then I would go home and eat all of our food. (laughs)
0: I can see that because whenever we go to my mom's house, if she has the good snacks, you're a little <laughs> I'm mouse. in the cupboard. <laughs> like,
1: ooh,
0: <laughs> What's here? Because we try not to keep like the good snacks here. Yep. But if we go somewhere where there are good snacks, watch out.
1: Or if we keep good snacks here, the whole reason that we don't is I will devour them.
0: Yes. I have been known to hide them before. Like if we have candy for Halloween. Yeah. Like I'll leave it out for a little while and then I have to hide it.
1: Right, because it gets eaten.
0: It does. And I have a hard time throwing things out, so.
1: That's my only way to stop myself, (laughs) is to throw it away.
0: (laughs) Okay, same scene that you're talking about when they're hanging out in Angela's bedroom after school. They're still talking about this Jordan plan. And Angela's like. But okay, in my humble opinion, he's Jordan Catalano. He's not going to do any of this. She's in full panic mode. And Rayanne is like. I think part of him. Is partly interested in you. Definitely. I mean, he's got other things on his mind. And then Angela's like, But that's the part that's so unfair. I have nothing else on my mind. How come I have to be the one sitting around analyzing him in, like, microscopic detail? And he gets to be the one with other things on his mind. And Ricky's like, That is deep. I definitely always felt this way. Mm-hmm. Overthinking everything, I still do. And I know that- you, Who does? You do? Yes. No. <laughs> but I know now that you are the same way about a lot of things when it comes to overthinking. But back in the day, it seemed at least like you and other guys I knew were able to compartmentalize.
1: Oh, yeah. I definitely became a Catalano. I was very, very aloof.
0: Right. But were you playing aloof and secretly like thinking- About situations in your life, not just me in particular, or were you actually aloof?
1: No, I was not playing around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You could just like be in the moment with the person and then go off and like play video games or do whatever and not think about it. Yes. I do not have that ability.
1: I don't have that ability now. You're right. Now I have my constant inner critic that I generally have to tell to shut up.
0: (laughs) But I loved that frustration that she has because it's so true. You know, Jordan course who even knew what he was thinking about at the time when it came to her but you know pretty much that if he was thinking about her it was probably just in passing or if she was standing right in front of him right you know he's Otherwise, a big squirrel guy yeah a <laughs> big squirrel guy
1: <laughs> all right my next favorite moment patty thinking that angela has a crush on Crackout. Yeah. <laughs> And then out she comes into the hallway, dancing and singing.
0: Oh, she's so happy, too, because Graham has agreed to go to these ballroom dancing classes. She is
1: so excited. It's the happiest we've seen her in the show so far.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: But then immediately you get Danielle saying, Mom,
0: stop singing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just like there's too much joy.
0: Like, why are you having fun? This is weird.
1: Right. No fun to be had (laughs) for parents.
0: Moms. Can I go? Mom, stop singing. I love how, and then she's like, I know I'm not allowed to sing. I'm not allowed to dance. The Amish mom.
1: Amish mom.
0: <laughs> this is a small moment, but after Jordan, Ryan and Ricky arrive at Brian's house, Rayanne is telling Jordan, you know, to, to wait there because Tino's going to meet him there because he had something he wanted to tell him. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time we hear about Frozen Embryos, the band that Jordan is in with Tino. And Jordan's asking Rayanne, you know, if Tino mentioned that to her. We see then that he's a hopeful musician.
1: To me, this whole episode was as far as the kids go. It's a bunch of Russian nesting dolls because you have like Krakow basically in his own way pining after Angela who couldn't care less. You have Angela pining away for Jordan, who basically couldn't care less. You have Catalano pining away for Tino and the band, (laughs) but Tino couldn't care less. So it's like all these people want something yeah, and they're actually paying attention to something. It's just not what the other person is paying attention to and not what they want.
0: Right. It's like if you could ever get the timing right here.
1: Yes. (laughs) Next on my list, Angela sitting in front of the mirror, eyes closed, pretending to kiss jordan (laughs) when she's thinking about you know meeting up with him later yeah this made me think of you because i know for sure you did this
0: it made you think of me yes i I think it made you think of you (laughs) me yeah no never (laughs) you totally practiced kissing did you practice kissing in the mirror
1: no i never did it in the mirror okay it was always with my hand
0: oh yeah i feel like we've talked about this recently stefania stefania
1: yes (laughs) She's Swedish.
0: (laughs) She's from Sweden.
1: She's from Sweden.
0: (laughs) Stefania. Stefania. Not Stephanie. No. Not Stephanie. Stefania. She's
1: very exotic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely think I just maybe kissed a pillow a time or two. A pillow? And a poster. You. I mean, I don't think I made out with a poster, right? But I think that it's probably a poster of Luke Perry, Jordan Knight, somebody in my early, like, pre-teen times. All right. Little smooch.
1: Little smooch? Yeah. <laughs> Planning one right on. He's him.
0: looking at me like I'm weird, yet he was kissing his hand named Stefania.
1: I was going to say, it's not hand, it's Stefania. Get it right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Stefania. <I'll> tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I get I'm just imagining somebody making a shirt with a hand and it says Stefania. <laughs>
1: you could like draw blonde hair <laughs> yes, off of it. Yes, because she
0: has to be blonde. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's good.
1: Stefania. (laughs) Oh, who's up? I don't even know whose turn it is. Oh, it's your turn.
0: So this to me is kind of a classic, my so-called life moment when Angela comes out of Brian's house. She's trying to psych herself up because Jordan's in the car waiting for her. She's got to go get the ID. And this is happening as the dance instructor is talking to Patty and Graham. But we go and we only see Angela, but we hear the voiceover of the dance instructor who's guiding Angela. We're watching her approach this car, like feeling the nerves that she's feeling as the dance instructor tells her not to look down. Don't look down. It will throw you off balance and you'll lose your footing. She's slowly walking and then... So look straight ahead. Look right into your partner's eyes and remember to smile. As Angela leans down and looks at him through the window of the car because the window's open. And she gives him a big smile. And that's when it cut to commercial, of course.
1: I'll be honest. I didn't notice the voiceover, <laughs> how it was leading Angela on really? like that. Until oh, I just happened to walk into the room today and it was on. I mean, I've probably seen this episode five times now in total. Yeah. And I, I just never paid attention enough. to to know that you know the The voiceover was happening and remember to smile and then i was like hey she's about to smile then she smiled i was like oh
0: (laughs) i love it see it just took a while (laughs)
1: just took a little bit
0: (laughs) (laughs) i also like though how she's like so i have the money because she you know she doesn't know what to say and he tells her to get in and she's like, oh, I can't go anywhere. And she's fumbling over her words, she just keeps talking. And he finally just cuts her off and says, I didn't
1: say go anywhere. Yeah. She didn't.
0: She just immediately goes, uh, okay. <laughs> and she gets in the car. <laughs> and you're just like, yep. Whatever you say, sir. Yes, Jordan. <laughs> so a little later, we cut back to Angela and Jordan in the car, and she's just basically admiring his beauty, as we all were. And it's like, you know, she just can't believe that she's sitting here with him. And of course, we hear her voiceover saying, What's amazing
1: is when you can feel your life going somewhere, like your life just figured
0: out how to get good, like that second. And then Jordan ruins it.
1: Yeah, he goes in for the kiss twice, very aggressively. I mean, like a big dummy. Some of the worst kiss moves i've ever seen
0: right like he didn't even talk to her or anything he's just gonna start making out with her
1: well yeah for the first one she was actually still talking he just tried to plan it on her she's like i, I was talking right and then the second time she yells at him it's like, like quit it i don't open that wide for the dentist
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of mean here i didn't he like it
1: he was probably embarrassed
0: yeah He's like asking her how old she is. And she's just like, are you serious? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) She's like, you don't know me well enough to like say how old I seem or whatever. I like, though, that she's not afraid to stand up to him, even though like she's had this big crush on him. And she's barely said, like she says here, eight sentences to him her entire life. That whole thing. She's still not afraid to be like, no. Yeah. And you're not going to talk to me that way.
1: Mm -hmm. I like it. I do, too. And I think Jordan did as well.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, because he pretty quickly backs down and he doesn't really apologize, but he kind of does in his own way.
1: Yeah. This whole day has been one long thing that makes
0: no sense. And then they get quiet and you hear Angela's voiceover again. We both stopped talking. Part of his sleeve was touching my arm.
1: I don't know if he knew. Then everything started to seem perfect for some reason. Feel of his shirt against my elbow. The fact that I still had an elbow. It was the perfect moment for him to kiss me, for him to anything me.
0: Then we get this great shot where he looks over at her. I've always loved this shot of him. He just looks beautiful. And he leans forward.
1: Do you want me to come back later?
0: (laughs) Sorry, I'm having a moment. He leans forward and then he opens the door for her to get out.
1: Yeah, I mean, they obviously set it up where you think he's going to kiss her for sure.
0: Yeah, and now she's ready for it. Mm-hmm. But that's right when he's not ready for it.
1: Old ham hands here.
0: Ham hands.
1: Yeah, I mean, ham hands. He's just struggling around, slapping everything with his with his ham hands. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Can't get out of the subway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can't get out of the subway.
1: Can't get out of his own way. Oh. He kissed her like an idiot twice, and then the moment hits where he should kiss her, and he opens the door.
0: It's probably because he realized in that moment that maybe he has a little feelings for her.
1: No, I think he just wanted to teach her her lesson. Boys do that.
0: That's true. Like, well, you didn't want to make out with me before. You're not getting it now.
1: That's right. Like, I can tell you want me now. Let me look my hottest, and then walk away.
0: I don't know that he was that calculated.
1: (laughs) Probably not. It was all ham hands.
0: (laughs) Get that image out of my head of Jordan Uh, Catalano with ham hands.
1: He's going to be next to Stefania. going to kiss (laughs) Stefania with his ham hands. Like cartoon, you know, like the thick hams.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank God. Now, mind you, when he opens the door for her to get out, he doesn't do it. in like, that's not in a mean way or anything like that. Right. So I think she feels, you know, annoyed, but also... Still has feelings for him by the time that interaction is done. Right. So she just, you know, after he leaves, she kind of just hangs out on the porch for a little while trying to get some air. The second that she finally goes in, Brian comes out and Jordan comes back.
1: Yes. But did you notice the look on Krakow's face when he came out? He looked very expectant and very happy. And then she immediately just mopes inside because he doesn't even exist for her
0: you would think that he wouldn't have been happy if he knew Jordan was there. He didn't. Oh.
1: Until now.
0: Why did he think she was out there?
1: I don't think he knew.
0: Huh. But he sees the ID on the ground and he picks it up. And Jordan's like, oh, that's for Angela. They're talking about it a little bit. And he's like, shouldn't it say that she's 21? He's like, yeah, so? <laughs> he's like.
1: So according to this, she
0: was born yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked that.
1: Yeah. Before that, though, when Catalano pulls up, he asks Krakow, he's like, why are you here?
0: Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I was
1: like, I live here. He's like, oh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) poor Brian. Nobody nobody notices him.
1: (laughs) So my next favorite moment, I mean, my next notable moment, I won't call this favorite. Right. But Graham just like openly talking about his affair or almost affair a couple of times. He's in the kitchen with his brother, Neil, like Patty is right upstairs. Yeah. You're in your house. Like, what are you doing? You're an idiot. (laughs)
0: He's an idiot.
1: And then he calls the the other person on his phone yeah, from his house where, you know, people are not in bed yet. Angela rightfully catches him again. Again.
0: You know, I was saving this for later, but since you brought it up, I just have to add like Angela, you know, heard her dead on the phone. Well, why has she not even addressed this yet? The fact that she saw him with another woman in the previous episode at the end of it. Like, we didn't see her really react to it or talk to anyone about it. I guess she's just holding it in like she's in denial.
1: I guess so. But like, think of the reality of it. Put yourself in that position. What would you have done?
0: I don't know. At 15, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's a struggle for sure.
0: Yeah. Now, she, I mean, she does later, you know, talk to someone about it. But like, not this episode. I just feel like it surprised me that she didn't even talk to anyone about it.
1: Yeah, she doesn't tell her mom, which I guess you can kind of forgive because it's like, do I destroy the family?
0: Right.
1: You know, there's a lot of pressure, but, you know, talk to somebody about it. Or when you're down in the hallway and your dad's on the phone and you've already seen him, now's the time to be like, what are you doing? And I saw you the other day, by the way.
0: Right. And he just acts like nothing happened. I guess he's just hoping that she didn't hear what he was saying on the phone. Right. Right. I feel like if it were me, I would have at least have written in my diary about it, which is basically her narration. So I'm surprised we didn't even get like an inner thought mm-hmm. about that. But maybe she just couldn't deal with it yet. She does talk mm. about it like, I don't know, the next episode. or yes, something. Yes, she does. Again, this isn't a favorite moment of mine either. But when Patty's upset when they get home after the dance lesson and it didn't go well. And uh, Graham is like, dance with me. <laughs> and she's so sad saying, but we don't know how. You know, I said it along with her when we were watching. Yeah. It is very sad. It is. She's so good, Bess Armstrong. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, Graham is like, we know how. And then I wrote down the words here in my outline, (laughs) bow-chicka-bow-wow, because we know what happens next.
1: We do the mumble, (laughs) the horizontal
0: mumble. (laughs) We don't need ballroom dances. (laughs) I mean, sorry, shoot, we don't need dance lessons. <laughs> also, I have to point out that we both got a little creeped out thinking about how Angela gets home <laughs> yes. from Brian's, and her dad comes down and his robe. Yeah. After they've,
1: they've just had been in bed uh, together. Yes. They've spent some time together. He's still got his robe on, right? He's probably nude underneath <laughs> this robe.
0: And then like Patty comes in and they're both giving each other these little sexy smiles. And like, I'm just like, oh, Just the fact that he like sits down and eats like leftovers with Angela.
1: Like, did you wash your hands? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but yeah, it definitely did creep us out a little bit. Like, uh, Could you put, like, your PJs on or something, please? Not your sex robe. (laughs)
0: Because I'm guessing you didn't have time to shower. I don't
1: know. Listen, maybe he did.
0: (laughs) I do have to say, since we're talking about this moment, you know, Angela had grabbed a Tupperware full of spaghetti that she was going to eat. And he's like, you want me to heat that up for you? She's like, okay. And then, again, another voiceover of her saying, I have to say... When my father warms something up, it tastes better than when anyone else does. I love that because, you know, I used to feel that way about anything my mom made. Yeah. You know, whether it was fresh or warmed up. It also made me think about how you always said that I made the best sandwiches.
1: You do make the best sandwiches still.
0: But, like, you said it even, like, you remembered this. Yeah. Because back in 99 or 2000, you came to my window in my dorm room because boys were not allowed in the dorm. Right. And it was late at night and you were hungry.
1: I'd been skating.
0: That's right. And I made you two sandwiches. Me like pulling bread off of my plastic white shelves, (laughs) you know, and then pulling everything else out of my little tiny baby fridge. fridge.
1: (laughs) It was a delicious sandwich and it stuck with me. It was.
0: It always made me feel so proud. But then I was like, I bet you say that to all the girls. No. (laughs) (laughs)
1: No, I don't. All right, I've got one more moment. Right after Graham heats up the spaghetti, and they're sitting down to eat it, and Graham asks her, you know, was it a date? And then Angela says this. So is this um, like a date? Dad!
0: It's... They're not... People just hang out. They're not... It's not dates. It's people together in a bunch
1: i just love that whole moment like her embarrassment you know when she's like no it's just people together in a bunch (laughs) (laughs) in a bunch but she's so embarrassed that he would think that it was a date yeah you know she has to explain it to him it's cute i mean the man's in his sex robe (laughs) (laughs) he knows
0: he knows he knows he knows dates (laughs) (laughs) oh all right, I had one last one too. Yeah, this goes back to when they're at Brian's house, but Ryan and Ricky are like entertaining Brian basically while Angela's in the car with Jordan, and they're just annoying the crap out of him. Like they're asking him all these questions about the mouse that's in this experiment, how they're measuring the pressure.
1: I want to do again. Measures pressure. Yeah, but like what?
0: Air pressure? I mean, there's a lot of pressures. Acupressure? Emotional pressure. Like the mouse itself must be under pressure.
1: Oh, that would be cool for an experiment. Figure out what the mouse itself, like like what goes
0: through its mind. Was it hard to get it in there? Shut up!
1: Valid questions, though. Right? Yeah.
0: It's just a really funny interaction. It is. Love it, love
1: it. Because the first time I saw the mouse, it's in like a beaker, right? With a pretty tight top. And I was like how did they get that mouse in there? So I was thinking almost the entire way through the episode of like how I would get that mouse into that beaker. (laughs) I'm not lying.
0: This is why you missed. uh, This is why you missed the voiceover of Angela walking to the car because you were still thinking about that mouse. I'm
1: figuring out Krakow's science experiment (laughs) and how the heck you get this mouse in this tight mouth beaker.
0: This makes so much sense. All right. So fashion, let's fashion. talk about it. Yes. You know, Angela Chase is who made me fall in love with baby doll dresses in the 90s. And in this episode, which we see in many episodes, she is wearing this plaid one. It has browns and creams and a little bit of green and a splash of purple. The best part, though, is that she wears it with purple tights, bright purple tights and combat boots, of course.
1: I've got an idea we should have an episode counter of how many times we see per episode this baby doll dress
0: for sure because we already i mean we've watched we watched 4 right yeah over the last couple of days. And I know I, I've seen it a couple episodes. Yes. Almost every episode. Agreed. But I love that. I, love, I do too. We talked about that last episode, yep. how they just- It feels real. Recycle mm-hmm. the clothing. I, apparently they were given a certain amount of clothing like to share throughout the whole cast, and they just had to work with it.
1: Was that a budgetary thing or- I think so. A creative choice.
0: No, it was like what either the studio or somebody gave them. Really? Yeah.
1: I mean, clothes are so inexpensive. That shocks me.
0: Me too. But that's one of the things I love about it.
1: Me too. I I think it feels realistic. Yes. I mean, we talked about it, right? Mm But yeah.
0: But I think that it's one of the things that makes certain outfits that they wear feel so memorable. Yes. Because you see them so many times and it's just like, that's like a staple thing for this character. Mm -hmm. Like the next thing that I wrote down, which is Jordan's brown shearling jacket
1: shearling jacket
0: i always thought that it was corduroy but on closer inspection i think it's just like a soft brown i believe this is the first appearance he was not wearing it in the pilot okay but i have strong doubts that there is ever an episode beyond this that we don't see him wearing the jacket
1: it's like his uniform
0: it is but from now on again i'll be paying attention let's have a jordan jacket counter
1: how about also catalano (laughs) with his choker and flannel counter
0: Yep, you could add those in there.
1: With his tucked behind the ear, butt cut.
0: It's good stuff.
1: Good stuff.
0: I love how you always call him Catalano. And like for my whole life, it was always Jordan Catalano.
1: I call him both, but I never call him Jordan Catalano. Unless I'm making fun of you. (laughs) I'll either call him Jordan or Catalano.
0: (laughs) I love how you have to say it with that accent. (laughs) So Camille, Sharon's mom... Is wearing this long skirt with a blazer, which was very 90s, Mm -hmm. over like a satiny button down that's buttoned all the way to the top and boots. Patty's shirt is also buttoned all the way to the top.
1: That was the thing.
0: Uh, Yeah, I know.
1: Like, you see me in my dress shirts in the early 90s, buttoned all the way up.
0: That style came back a year or two ago. I remember starting to see a lot of people wearing that. Really? Yeah. I missed it. I'm not a fan.
1: No. No. I wasn't really a fan back then. I just did it because I had to.
0: Plus, it just seems uncomfortable.
1: Well, you'd have to make sure to buy the shirt that was the right size. Yeah. Or they made flexible little button extensions that I would use. So it'd be like a button that you put on the button with like elastic.
0: Oh. So when Ryan and Ricky show up at Brian's house with Jordan, they're both wearing vests. Ray Ann's is over this long, flowy, bohemian-looking dress, while Ricky's is over a very busy floral print
1: shirt. Ooh. There's
0: a lot going on. Then also, the dress that Angela wears to go to Brian's house. It's this long maxi dress, buttons all the way down the front, and there's a collar. It's purple with these small white flowers. Very 90s. And I wanted to also point out that this was pre-Jansport, as far as her backpack goes. Like She switches backpacks later, but her backpack here... It's like a color block with green and purple and kind of a burgundy color. It was the first time I really noticed that one.
1: Yeah, we were taking a peek at it and I was like, that's not a Jan sport. Right. I was surprised. I know. All right. Now it is time for our signs of the time or our personal memories that this episode evokes.
0: First thing I wrote down was the film projector in class. Remember those?
1: I don't know that we ever had
0: that. Really?
1: In any, we definitely didn't have it in my private school. and. I think all we had in either school was the overhead projector. Yes. Like with the see-through slides. hmm That's it.
0: I feel like we had a film projector like in middle school maybe. Mm. I don't think in high school. But either way, just the watching of movies in class with the lights out just brings up Oh, yeah. those memories, which, I mean, it would for anyone that's ever been in school. Right. You know, but.
1: We'd have our snow days. Maybe I talked about this. We'd have our snow days- at school where we go sledding. Mm-hmm. And then we'd play the never ending story on our little 19 inch TV for the whole school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so fun. Yeah. Your school was a small school though.
1: 90 people in yes. total for all of
0: it. Kindergarten through K through 12. Yeah. Next for me, there's this vending machine that's outside of the school and Rayanne is shaking it. And when Jordan walks up, he's like, How much did you lose? And Ryan just says, none, (laughs) nonchalantly. (laughs) Like, she's just hoping money and or fruit will pop out. Did anyone else have a vending machine with fruit in it at their school?
1: I have never seen a fruit vending machine ever.
0: Now, I'm sure this was filmed in California. So maybe it was just like, you know, at the school where they were filming. Right. And they used it for the shot. But like, because it looked old. It did. But I've always been fascinated by this. And also... Jordan is drinking a Shasta soda. I don't know when they stopped making those, but I haven't seen them in a while.
1: I just had one last week.
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) Liar. All right, a little one for me. When Angela, all the way back at the beginning of the episode, Angela is recounting her first kisses. You see the kid at the wedding in that powder blue suit. Yes. Very, very of the time. Or maybe a little before then. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) definitely. This is another small one, but... Camille is doing step aerobics in Patty's bedroom while they're chatting and she's in her full work outfit, not workout outfit, her work outfit that work I described outfit. earlier with yes. the blazer and the skirt and the boots and all that. And she, you know, Patty has a step there. We all remember step aerobics and uh, and she's just full on doing a routine while they're yeah. chatting. <laughs> I
1: mean, she's got to get five reps in real quick.
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: Another thing I noticed, Krakow on some blades. He was on some blades. I think he might have been coming home from school because my man was still in his pleated khakis and a button up, (laughs) rocking those blades.
0: I mean, listen, Brian would probably wear that outfit anytime.
1: He would, but it's like, I never stepped foot in my blades unless I looked the part. (laughs) Whatever that part may be.
0: I don't think Brian Krakow was ever going to look the part.
1: All he had to do was try.
0: (laughs) I thought you were going to say all he had to do was sew his jeans to make them look like Jinkos.
1: Yes. That's what he could have done. He had all these pleated pants, trash them, <laughs> sew them all together.
0: Use them to make your jeans wider.
1: Think about all the pleats he could have put in the front.
0: <laughs> the pleats.
1: He could have had bottom pleats.
0: <laughs> Started a whole new trend. <laughs> okay. So we talked before about when Patty showed up with the short hair. hmm <laughs> This Really hit home for me because my mom did the same thing. So she always had longer hair. was dark, almost black, thick, gorgeous, gorgeous hair. One day in the mid-90s, probably around the time that this happened, she went and got a haircut. Mm -hmm. She did not tell anyone what kind of haircut she was going to get. Just going to get a haircut. She walked into our house (laughs) and it was a very short haircut, much like Patty's. My dad. (laughs) Who loved her long hair, did not talk to her for three days.
1: Three days.
0: Three days. She laughs about it now because I double checked with her. I was like, am I making this up or did this actually happen? I don't remember much about it, just that we were all shocked to see it. I remember my dad wasn't happy, Mm -hmm. but- You know, I don't know if he said anything like Graham said, like, it's short or it shows your ears more. (laughs) But my dad, rest his soul, was being a big old baby. (laughs) And he, of course, got over it. And my mom still has short hair to this day.
1: My mother did something very similar. At one point, my mom had hair down to like her butt.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Very, very long, 70s, very, very stylish hair. Yeah. And I can't remember when she did this, but it was like... This whole craze at church, where everybody started getting short hair, and my mom was one of them.
0: I mean, at church or just in in the world? Because everybody started well, cutting listen, their hair short.
1: My world was church, so I have no <laughs> okay. idea from a timing perspective. Not sure what happened first.
0: Okay, you but don't in know church if she world, was, if she was influenced by church or by like a magazine,
1: she was only influenced by Don Dell at church. Yes, that oh, was that's her, a
0: lady at church. That,
1: that was a lady at church. Her best friend who had oh. short hair. Okay. And my mom got a hairstyle almost exactly like her. How short? Oh, very short. Like short, short.
0: I don't think I ever saw a picture of her with hair that short.
1: Oh, yeah. Very short. I feel like the
0: shortest I've seen is like kind of chin length.
1: No, much shorter than that. Wow. Unless I'm making it up, which I might be.
0: (laughs) You didn't call your mom to fact check.
1: I did not fact check, but I'm pretty sure she had really short hair. (laughs) But hers has kind of come and gone, right? Like she'll continue to grow it out. Your mom has never grown it back ever.
0: I mean, she's grown it back like a little bit. Like, I feel like maybe, you know, there was kind of a sort of bob.
1: mullet phase?
0: Not a mullet (laughs) phase, but like a bob, you know, but always with like, she'd like curl it with the big curler. So it had all this volume. (laughs) It was the best.
1: Why not grow it back out though? I don't understand. Is it hard? She didn't
0: like it, I don't think. Is it more work? She just liked having it short.
1: Hmm. I mean, I've grown my hair out to my shoulders, maybe. And I guess it was a little annoying.
0: I mean, I don't know. Her hair is very thick. So maybe she just got tired of having it that way. Mm. Also, like there was a big phase in the 90s where lots of people were cutting their hair. You saw like China Phillips and mm-hmm. Josie Bissett of Melrose Place. like Madonna. Yeah, everybody had short hair. So I don't think I would ever want to do that with my hair. But you never know. I mean, maybe my mom at my age. Well, no, I guess my mom was my age. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh no. remember how old she seemed
0: <laughs> she, actually though like my mom turned 40 when i was in like third grade that's so right she you would have been in her 50s yeah but you know so maybe 10 years from now i'll say, get the itch to cut gonna, my hair short
1: right you had enough like get out of here
0: <laughs> all right so i have a few more here a lot of things here sparked memories for me okay so when angela goes to brian's house for the first time in ages she's looking around and she's like It still looks and smells the same, which is reassuring and annoying, kind of like Brian himself. (laughs) (laughs) But I definitely remember like going up to our next door neighbor's house for the first time in several years because we had kind of stopped hanging out once we got to high school, much to my disappointment. (laughs) But my sister was still, you know, best friends with the oldest sister in the family. And they had my sister's bridal shower Uh up there in 99. So I was 20. And I hadn't been up there probably since like 93-ish. Really? Something like that. Wow. Um, so all of high school. Yeah. Wow. But I spent so much of my childhood there, you know, that it felt like coming home in a way, you know, it was trippy to be back.
1: Was he up there?
0: I don't think so. For Not for the shower, no.
1: Why did he ditch you? Huh? Why did he ditch you?
0: Well- we just kind of grew apart. But he went to a different school.
1: Ah, did he really?
0: Yeah. Their dad uh, yes. was a principal at a school in a different district.
1: And he went to that school? Yes. Okay. That makes sense then.
0: So we were really close growing up. And then there are three of them. One was closer to my sister's age. And then the middle sister, I was close to as a kid, but she was still a couple years older than me. So again, by the time I got to high school, she was like graduating or something. right? So we weren't hanging out then. And then same for... For him, I just had a mega crush on him.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it was a long way to walk up that hill to say hello.
0: (laughs) It just felt different. You know, it gets awkward when you're 13. Things change. Right. So anyway, I just remember being so sad, though, even though I was like away at college when I found out that the family moved. Because they were building house just because it would mean that I would never step foot back in there ever again, probably, right. unless like my parents became friends with the new people or something.
1: Now there's some like jackass kids up there yelling at us over the fence.
0: I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> These little girls, they're like twin girls yeah. get up in their tree house that's right there by the fence. Which over top of the fence. Never had that treehouse was not there mm-hmm. when we were kids. And they can see down into the pool and they like heckle us.
1: Right. While we're we're trying to swim. I hate it. We're adults. It's awful. I'm going to get a super soaker. (laughs) Yes. Or I'll just get the hose.
0: (laughs) I also remember though, same with my friend Kim who lived the next house up Mm -hmm. past their house. I hadn't been, you know, to her parents' house in ages because we both went to school and moved away. But we both happened to be home at the same time after she had her first son. And I went up there again, like in the early 2000s. And that just brought back so many fun memories.
1: Was the house pretty much still the same?
0: I feel like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I haven't been to like any friend's house from my childhood since probably 17. Yeah. But the majority of them (laughs) before 17. But there was a couple of them where I I kept going there until, you know, almost the end of high school. But there's a few where, boy, if you could go back and just like step foot in there and be like, oh, wow. I know. My buddy Matt's house, because they had like a, a wood stove that was always burning. It was like a farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere of Western New York, right? So very, very specific as far as the decor, the smell, the feel of it all. You know, and I spent so much time there. What a trip it would be to go back to that.
0: Yeah. I think about that too with like a couple of my other friends that I had, you know, that I spent so much time. It's been, you know. Yeah. Since the 90s. Right. I was at their houses and I I feel like I would love to step foot back into them again. And that same friend, Kim, that I was talking about, though, she came to my bridal shower that was at my mom's house a couple of years ago. And I wondered, you know, what that was like for her not having been in there for so long. Of course, my mom has changed it so much, but it's still some things about it are still the same.
1: Yeah. It's still the same design with the same, you know, walls.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, next up, I related to the way that Angela wanted to die of embarrassment that Ryan, you know, has even put Angela on Jordan's radar. I mean, she already kind of was, but like she like really.
1: (laughs) She pressed the issue.
0: Yes. But she was also, you know, embarrassed, but also kind of thankful and excited about it cautiously. This happened to me sort of with the guy that I always kind of compare my experience to Angela's experience. But I didn't really like think about this guy at the time, like I was caught up on someone else. But then one night randomly, I had a dream about him and I mistakenly told my friends about it. (laughs) And one of them told him and he and I didn't really know each other that well at that point. Like I was better friends with his brother who was in my grade, you know, and of course I wanted to die. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, You know, he started talking to me more and more and started writing me notes. And then I ended up in a class with him. And then that's when everything changed, you know, but it's like I wanted to crawl in a hole and never come out when I found out that they told him. But then I was also kind of grateful because if they hadn't, then I probably never would have been on his radar, you know, which would have saved me a lot of heartache. (laughs) But I didn't care at the moment. I was just excited. Thanks, friends. Yeah, (laughs) I also get like Angela being afraid to make things real with Jordan. Right. Like it was this obsession. It was like this thing that she had. She was afraid to lose that thing that she kind of had control over. Ricky understands, Rayanne disagrees. And I love (laughs) the speech she gives her where she's just like I totally and completely disagree. You want Jordan Catalano in actuality, because there is no because. You just want him. And I was afraid of that a lot when I was younger, you know, and also when you and I started talking again, like it had been so long and I had always thought of you as like the one that got away. Right. And I had, you know, fond memories and I was just afraid that like if the chemistry wasn't there anymore or we weren't attracted to each other anymore, (laughs) all (laughs) like all those years of thinking about you in this one way would be ruined. And I almost... Wanted to protect that. Like it's yeah. like I almost would rather just miss out on an opportunity for something real with you.
1: Keep the dream alive. Yes. Yeah. It was
0: about the not not it. even the chase, because it's not like I was chasing you before then, but like I don't know. I just wanted to sabotage it before it could actually happen. Right. But then I finally gave in. And well, there was definitely still chemistry. And we definitely were still attracted to each other. We were. And here we are.
1: We are.
0: Of course we are.
1: You said we were.
0: Well, I'm talking about in the moment. Oh, my God.
1: You're in so much trouble.
0: I am so attracted I'm going to need him. a pizza
1: from you tonight <laughs> as penance.
0: <laughs> I'll get on that. Let me pull up my app. <laughs> okay. And last but not least, Graham carrying the phone into the kitchen to make his shady phone call. You know, it was one of the, the phones like...
1: It had a big base. It had a
0: big base that would just sit on a table or something. Yeah,
1: it could have been a, a rotary phone. It's like yeah. that old, right? It's, yes,
0: it looks like probably a
1: Probably a push button, but could have been a rotary.
0: Yeah. You know, and of course, like when he had to take it back into the other room, he was like wrapping the cord around to yeah. keep from tripping on it. I have to say, though, I feel like I've seen a phone hanging on the wall in their kitchen. So that was weird. But maybe they added that later on.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't know. He was in the hallway, though. It's the hallway to the kitchen.
0: Right, just right there before you go in.
1: Yeah, and I think he actually ends up in the kitchen. So you're right, it's like- He's kind of
0: wandering around.
1: He is, but he starts in like the hallway that's right next to the stairway and then wraps around. Yes. And then goes to the kitchen. So he he needs the cord.
0: He does need the cord. Yeah. But I'm telling you, we have to pay attention because I'm pretty sure one of the episodes that we watched a little bit later- Yeah. Because I'm starting to pay attention to things that I didn't used to pay attention to. Pretty sure there's a, a phone hanging on the wall in the kitchen.
1: That would make sense.
0: Yeah, well, most of us had them. Right. So
1: that's where our long corded phone was Same. in the kitchen,
0: and we would wind it around into the dining room where nobody was.
1: Now it was just the handset that had the long cord. Yes, not the phone. The phone was on the wall. Right. It was like one of those long ones with the metal hook, and I think a rotary dial.
0: We had a rotary dial like on the hand part of the phone. Oh, handset
1: on the actual handset itself. Yes. Wow, wow. that's wow. incredible. All right. <laughs>
0: Did we do everything?
1: I think we have.
0: All right. Well, good job.
1: Now, for those that want to stick around all the way to the end, there is a tiny nibble of a treat, the tiniest little nibble.
0: It's true. And a few people have actually messaged me about it. They noticed it. They actually listened all the way to the end and they were like, hey, I got the nibble. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing I wanted to add You know, we're not putting these episodes out on a set like weekly basis or whatever. It's just because we do have so many other things we're still working on and there's Halloween and all this stuff. And life. Life. We've got some busy stuff happening. We do. Coming up. So no guarantees as to I'm just saying it's not going to be like a set schedule of when these episodes come out. But we're doing the best we can. Also, it's bugging me because we all love the Halloween episode. We do. But it's like episode nine, I believe. We're on two, you know, as we're recording this, it's September 15th. I just don't know if we're going to get eight episodes out before Halloween.
1: We're going to do our darndest, but I don't think we're going to get there.
0: But if we don't, I mean, listen, because it's it's bugging me because I would love to have that out and for sure the Christmas episode for Christmas. But if we don't. You can go to our Patreon because we did cover the Halloween episode in great detail, moment by moment, on our Patreon.
1: Go check it out.
0: Patreon.com slash We Don't Want to Grow Up. Thanks for listening. We had a time. Didn't we? We did. We had a time. If you'd like to connect with us on any of our social media platforms, you can find us on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up.
1: We have a great Facebook group. The Cozy Club, fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up.
0: Send us an email at we don't want to grow up pod at Gmail
1: or Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod. And if you enjoy our podcast, make sure you're following us and subscribed on whatever platform you're listening on. So you never miss an episode. And one other thing you can do, please leave us a five star rating on whatever platform it is that you listen on. If it supports it and a kind review, if that's how you feel, we love it.
0: It only takes a few seconds of your time and it helps us out so much. And you can also help by sharing about it on your social media or by word of mouth with anybody that you think might like it. Well, that's it. Bye. And dance
1: by the light of the moon.